Extra, extra, extra. Hear all about it. Special edition of Purple Mafia, episode number 79. You know why I'm here. Yes, that's right. Brad Childress has been fired as head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Leslie Frazier has been named interim coach, as expected. And we'll see how that goes. Uh, First and foremost, Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. We're going to pretty much cut to the chase here. Yeah, we're going to talk about Brad Childress first, Leslie Frazier second. Mostly Brad Childress conversation, though, for now. Though, yeah, I mean, Leslie Frazier does warrant conversation. So, again, let's cut to the chase. This show is about, once again, about you, the listeners. So we are going to get to the Facebook page, the Twitter mentions, all that good stuff. We're going to get to it right away. We're going to start off with the Twitter, as per usual. (laughs) We're going to start off with the Twitter. So, twitter.com forward slash purple mafia show. Plain and simple. Give me a follow. Would appreciate it also very much. Well, I first heard today, I'm going to give it to the credit to Brent Jacobson. And immediately after him, Dylan Richardson, both texting me today as news broke. I was listening to the radio all morning, sitting right next to it. Finally said, okay, nothing's going to happen. This isn't really, this is getting kind of boring. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of uh, watch a little bit of a documentary here before it's time to go to work. And, uh, well, <laughs> wouldn't you just know, about 20 minutes later, bloom, shoulders fired. It's like, okay, well, I guess, uh, I guess, well, I guess it happened. Um, and here's the thing. I mean, how could you not expect it to happen? 31-3 to against the Packers. I mean, the way things are already heading anyway, I mean, of course, that that's just the way it goes. Coaches get fired in those nonchalant efforts like that. I mean, especially when they're already, like, on the verge of getting fired anyway. Yeah, I mean, they were on the verge of getting, he was on the verge of getting fired anyhow. Dennis Green getting thromped by the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, 33-3 to at home. I mean, you, you know, it's time to go. That's just how the Minnesota Vikings are. We don't have three and 13 seasons. We've had one year like that. That coach didn't make it either. I mean, he finished the season, I guess, because it was like, whatever. They brought back Bud Grant for one year. That was, of course, uh, less less Straker back in, uh, excuse me, less Steckel, less Straker, former Twins pitcher back in 87. Excuse me, less Steckel, the uh, military wannabe whatever he was. Guy who got the Vikings to a three and thirteen record in nineteen eighty four. Bud Grant took over for one more year, and then Jerry Burns then took over after that. Uh, fun times there, but you get the idea. Um, we're not really known for three and thirteen, four and twelve type seasons here in Minnesota. We're just not. It's just unfortunately that's more of our playoff record is more like three and thirteen and four and twelve. <laughs> we'll just kind of leave that where it is, and we'll get things going. ESPN officially got things going in this town. ESPN 1500 officially and locally was like yep, Viking Swear Brad Childress. We appreciate that very much. Uh, all day AP was commenting about how everyone in her office is flipping out. They're all excited. Um, yeah, I think that's a bit much. You know, to be that excited about people losing their job. I understand. Yeah, it's a foot. Our football team were really happy to have a better coach, better attitude, as you saw today. You absolutely saw that today in uh, the press conference with Leslie Frazier. Now, I know it's his first day on the job, but uh, <laughs> very noticeable difference. A lot like Dennis Green over to Mike Tice. A lot of breath of fresh air. You can't complain about that. You just can't. You just can't. Um, very crazy indeed. Vikes Princess also said, Praise the sweet baby Odin, Vikings Nation, Skull. That was 
interesting indeed. My my official statement here, though, and that's what will get a, a couple of your uh, mentions, Dan Taylor and uh, Matt Emer from the UK, this is my official statement on the whole Childress situation. I wish Chile the best as a human being, This, but this had to be done. I wish him the best as a human being, but this had to be done. Um, it's just one of those deals. It was a frustrating season beyond human recognition. Dan Taylor's response was, glad he's gone, but think he never got the credit for improving <laughs> excuse me, for improving the record each year and building a strong, strong team in the draft. Matt Emer uh, gives me a comment about my statement. Thank you for that. Too many people being overly harsh. Wasn't the best coach uh, at all or anything of that nature. Again, that's another retweet, or not retweet, but tweet longer deal. Best coach, but he's still a human being who just lost his job. More people need to show some heart like you just did. And I appreciate that, Matt Emer. I, I do, and... Uh, it's not because I'm all Mr. Mr. Kind Sweetheart here. It's because it's one of those deals. You gotta, you gotta kind of look at the human side a little bit. You can't just treat Brad Childress like he's some type of, uh, you know, uh, some type of video game. Like, oh, get you know, fire him immediately. Ha ha ha! Get him out of here. You know, it's not a video game. This is this is a human being. So you're gonna have to remember that a, a video game. Yeah, sure. Stomp on those little goombas. Uh, throw fireballs at, at Bowser, you know, <laughs> I mean, throw Dracula in the, in the, you know, plunge a stake into him, whatever the heck, I mean, but yeah, Brad Childress is not a video game, it's a little different, he also is not a dictator or a killer either, so uh, we'll continue that, me and Joe Weiss got in a miniature little conversation about how, uh, at first, about how, yeah, Brad Childress's official buyout, Joe Weiss comes back with uh, 6.6 million, yes, and that was the official uh, figure, so because Brad Childress' is, uh, 2013 season uh, team option, of course, that option is void, null and void. Childress owed 6.6 remaining on his contract, and that is what he will get. That's the part where, hey, you don't feel, com- you know, you're not crying over Brad Childress because he got 6.6 million out of this. A lot of us are dying for any for a fraction, and I mean a fraction of that salary. We're talking a tenth of it would be really nice right now. You know, 600 plus thousand dollars would be pretty nice to have right now, wouldn't it? It sure would. It sure would. Um, just really cool. Matt Emer's nice response here. He agrees 100% with all I said. Looking forward to your show, dude. Have a good night, and uh, thank you, buddy, for that. Of course, being there in the UK, it's a little bit different time zone. <laughs> that was only about uh, 11, 12-ish here, and uh, yeah, pretty, pretty you know, late at night there in the UK. Very cool indeed. I do think, by the way, that Brad Childress's best year as a head coach was last year, and it wasn't even close. Uh, the challenges were perfectly timed, I thought, for the most part. Very, very few times you were like, what the hell is Brad Childress doing? Um, and I know Brett Favre had a big part of that. You don't have Tavares Jackson throwing the ball to Nafahu Tahi, and that's the only option you got on third and nine every single time. When a guy like Nafao Tai is not going to be breaking any tackles at you know two yards in front of him with two defenders waiting for him because they know that's all Tavares Jackson is going to do is throw the ball to Nafao Tai. It's one of those deals, but um, that's kind of what Brad Childress's offense brought you, unless you had a dynamic quarterback who absolutely knew what the heck he was doing. Um, interesting indeed. Now here's another part that also gets very interesting: Bryant McKinney. Bryant McKinney. 
tweeted that he's riding with Tahi to practice. Funny how I mentioned Tahi. We have no clue what the vibe's going to be like. But here's where it gets interesting. <laughs> Very interesting indeed. B twice, meaning, uh, you know, that's uh, Bernard Berrien's pointed to him and said, yep, no comment. What do you think that means? Do you think Bernard Berrien liked Brad Childress? Do you think he did, or do you think Bernard Berrien had a little something to do with that article? Do you think he might have been one of the quotes in the Chicago Sun-Times, or or Chicago Herald, I can't remember the name of it anymore, with Sean Jensen. Do you think he may have had a part in that article? I do. And I do think that uh, after a wonderful game against the Arizona Cardinals, Bernard Berrien, one of his, probably his career game with the Vikings, one of his best games of the Vikings, anyway, one of his two or three best games. Um, yeah, it's kind of convenient that he got a groin injury, right? You know, I, I certainly didn't see anything majorly happen in that Arizona game to um, Bernard Berrien. I think something was a little fishy about that. I really do. Um, whatever, though. I think the, if he was hurt, I'm sure he's hurt a little bit maybe, but not enough to, like, not even play him. I think that's silly. I really honestly do. Brad Childress, though, much more professional about things than I think Dennis Green was in his departure. Dennis Green was just a pissed off, got to keep my hand in the plow and, and keep my hand looking straight forward. Um, that was nothing impressive, really, to anybody. It was a nice bit for all of us in the media. Of course, I wasn't really in the media yet, though I probably should have been. I probably was, I was certainly old enough to get started doing these uh, podcasts and getting uh, getting my... Uh, Get my experience rolling a little bit. Very crazy indeed. And then Vikings guy, I had to retreat what he said here. Scary. Fraser says he'll pick up the phone and go Childress from time to time. Let's hope the topic isn't football. That's funny. I uh, had to make a comment to be t- twice that you seem to be in good spirits because he kind of did seem to be. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of, I think, how things lean there. PMAC also made a comment that I had to retweet. He said, okay, that was the most awkward press conference I've ever seen. Ziggy Wilf should have thrown away the notes. Just be real. Dude is really what he said. I called out the dude so it fit. That was kind of weird. It really was. Yeah, I think Ziggy Wilf is an extremely shy person, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. He's, uh, I think he's very shy. He has a little bit of an anxiety, I think. I think he's playing his day that he does. Not that I'm making fun of him for it. I just think that's what the deal is, and that's why he may be a little bit shaky in front of the camera. That's, I mean, that's a lot of people watching him there, and, and he knows it. It's kind of it's kind of tough when you're not really used to being in that position. It, uh, billionaire or not, it's tough. It sure is. Now, let's get back to some of the tweets here. A couple more. Viking tweets, kind enough to retweet what I uh, mentioned to KK and Kim. Kim, we'll just say. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about her last name. I was saying I uh, they were talking about they doubted that Fraser was or they were like yeah great that uh, Fraser is not going to bench Brett Favre that's good you know that's 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 the first reason to like Leslie Fraser and it's like well Fraser wasn't going to bench Favre anyway he just wasn't he pretty much couldn't uh, you know good thoughts so anyway regardless and yeah Leslie Fraser I'm going to talk more about him in a second Daily more Daily Norseman and I you know nice. Uh, Nice to meet him. I know a lot, a lot of you have heard of him before. You know, the newspaper, uh, excuse me, internet blog and all that good stuff with the Vikings. Very cool indeed. We talked a little bit about the Green Bay Packers, how they're probably not going to be better than the Vikings next year. And uh, I, I agree with that. I do. His comment is, uh, they probably won't be better, but hey, they beat us twice. 
<laughs> once they got a gifted win and won when the team quit. His comment also is, yep, by this time next year, we'll probably be thanking them just before we surpass them again. Yeah, good thoughts. I think there's a really good chance that could be the case next year that the Vikings will be a superior team to the Green Bay Packers. I wouldn't be surprised at all, to be honest, with that um, fun deal there. Uh, that's gonna We're going to cut things short here with the Twitter. There's not really much else mentioned on there. Uh, I've got all your mentions out there. We're going to move on to the Facebook page immediately. That's exactly what we're going to do. Breaking news, he was, Dylan Richardson was the first person to put this on the Facebook page. Okay, again, uh, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. We need your help out there, guys. Please come to the page and click like. Very simple, and we'd like it immediately. Thank you. Uh, it'd be really terrific to have you on board, Get meet you, and get to know you. As a well-known pastor in this town says. Um, yep, Childress mentioned that. Dan Taylor says hello to your new coach, Leslie Fraser. He posts an article from vikings.com and the statement from the Vikings, and all that good stuff. Brent Jacobson's comment is that Marcus Robinson wished Ziggy would have waited until Christmas Eve to fire Childress, because we all know what happened to Marcus Robinson. This was the first indication that Childress was a little bit iffy. Just a little bit iffy when it came to people skills, because he cut Marcus Robinson on Christmas Eve. That's kind of weird, you know. That, that's a little weird. I know that gets kind of overrated at times, like, hey, he's making $3 million a year. I mean, who cares? It's not like you're laying somebody off from the post office who makes forty grand a year and has five kids. You know, that's not the case. Um, but still, it is kind of weird. I mean, that's kind of... It's just low class. It's stupid, in my opinion. And here we go. Dylan Richardson with a comment that I like an awful lot. Nice, Brent. Says uh, Dylan Richardson. I don't know how this will help the team, but at least Gruden knows the job, <laughs> job opening is there now. That's the best big name fit, I think. Chucky! And yes, John Gruden does look like Chucky. Indeed. And, uh, yeah, officially right here on Purple Mafia, I have endorsed. I, I endorsed him on the previous show, but I'm endorsing him now, now that it, we, I can officially do it and not worry about who's, not worry about Brad Childress still coaching the team next year. Yeah, I endorse John Gruden as my official choice for the Minnesota Vikings. He's my top choice. John Gruden former Oakland Raiders coach, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach with a Super Bowl ring, uh, former uh, Green Bay Packers offensive assistant, uh, that is, you know, with a quarterback's coach with a guy named Brett Favre. Very interesting indeed. Brent Jacobson, speaking of that, scary thing about Gruden is Brett might come back again to play for him. Who was the last quarterback Gruden developed as a head coach? In Tampa, he had Brad Johnson. In Oakland, he had Rich Gannon. Also, what makes you so sure he would leave the low-stress life as an announcer for the high-stress life as an NFL coach? If we go external for our head coach, next head coach, I want it to be someone with a track record of developing good quarterbacks or good defensive players. Well, I'm kind of at a blank there because I can't really guarantee anybody in that area. A lot of people thought that Brad Childers had something to do with the development of Donovan McNabb and, well... Well, well, okay, I, he didn't really develop Tavares. Uh, Tavares may not have had the talent, but still, I, I don't know. And that's not a, really an argument to Brent Jacobson or anything. I, <laughs> that was kind of the approach with Brent Childress, really. I mean, he was an assistant. He was a quarterback's coach with the, uh, 
Philadelphia Eagles starting in 1999. 1999, folks. Honey, who was a a rookie quarterback in 1999? Donovan McNabb. So, um, yeah, I know Tavares Jackson is not even near the talent level of Donovan regardless. He just isn't. Donovan McNabb was the second overall pick in two, in 1999. That's correct. Uh, Tavares Jackson, not even near that range in terms of, like, blue-chip talent, per se. Yeah. Anthony Batista, this is to a fire chili uh, paper I put out there because, you know, Dylan Richardson put it up originally, and I officially put it in the... Uh, uh, opinion album. You know, we can maybe add some of those in the future too from somebody out there that want to put something on the Purple Mafia page. It'd be kind of cool. Anthony Batista's comment is that it being Anthony from LA, you you have to. Far show back to back terrible performances. Any other coach would have benched their QB. Marilyn Marie says he's done. Chili is fired. And of course, that being Marcus the Forecaster's aunt right there. Very cool there. Dan Doro simply is, yes! And I'm guessing he was imitating Paul Allen in a way. <laughs> Paul Allen, of course, the announcer for the Minnesota Vikings. Brent Jacobson returns again. Brent Jacobson and Dan Taylor, a little mini discussion here. Just throwing out for discussion's sake, what would you think about the idea of selling high on Peterson and doing a reverse Herschel Walker? I have missed feelings. On one hand, his value might not be any higher than it is now, and we could get a few draft picks and players to build around. But on the other hand, if we don't want to become Jacksonville North and be in the blackout meat grinder, we need star power. Dan Taylor says, Heard them say this online. I don't like it. Trading Peterson says we're we're building the whole team. When really it's just O-line, QB, and secondary that need upgrades. (laughs) Well, you could get a bunch for AP. You'd lose one of the top players in the whole NFL and create... A new need for us at running back. Yeah, that would be horrible. Uh, I just uh, don't think the value is there in a trade. Plus, I just bought a Peterson jersey, so I don't want to have to replace it after three months, which unfortunately a lot of Minnesota Viking fans had to do with Randy Moss in a month. Yeah, that would be even more annoying, i got to think. Um, yeah, it was brought up on Fanline. I heard it as well. I try to keep up with as much as I possibly can regarding this football team to try to bring you listeners the best product I possibly can give you. I'm doing the best I can. I'm always trying to improve, by the way. Um, Adrian Peterson, you can't trade him. You can't trade Adrian Peterson. You can't do it. And it's not because, oh, I love you, AP. And some of those, some people out there worship these players so much. And it's just like, it makes me want to vomit. Um, he's a football player. He's not Jesus. Just calm down, people, please. Uh, that gets kind of old. Yeah, I've seen some of the, let's just say some of the tweets out there when they're tweeting Adrian Peterson and such. It makes me want to vomit. Or Bryant McKinney. I don't even know what you're thinking. Talking to him like he's so spectacular. But uh, he's good, but he's not that good. His head isn't always in the game. Um, Adrian Peterson has a wonderful attitude. He's a fantastic, spectacular player. He really is. But he's a human being, just like Brad Childress is a human being. They put their shoes on the same way. Or, well, similarly anyway. They use two hands to do it. You know, they have the same five toes on each uh, foot. Yeah, you know, not you know, there's nothing different about either one of them in that sense. But yeah, I mean, trading Adrian Peterson, I, I can't do it right now. I think I would be uh, that would be really dangerous. You know, you're, uh, this 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 fan base is already getting pretty irritated. Uh, the numbers to my show have shown that. 
and that's not because I'm uh, you know it's not because I'm a bad host. It's not because the fans are necessarily fair weather. Some are, I'm sure, and that that's going to happen all the time. TV's going to lose some ratings, but um, you know when a team's not doing well, and so are radio shows, but. Um, <laughs> the interest level for this team would really be ugly, let's just say. Uh, you know, they're already irritated, they're already staying away, so trading Adrian Peterson is probably not in the best interest. Now, I'll leave it at that. Um, so let's get to the final post on the uh, the page, anyway. Tony L. Coleman, also known as Twineball. So this is the best per- birthday present Ziggy could have given me today, except, of course, for lifetime season tickets. I'd have taken those, too. Um, very simple and to the point there by Tony. Appreciate that always. Here we go. We're going to go to the Facebook group now. We're going to go to the Facebook group. If you want to tie uh, for a Purple Mafia, I, eventually I want it to merge over to the Facebook page, but the Facebook group is still there and uh, people are still going to it. So we're going to continue to, um, we're going to continue to read your comments on air from this page because it's it's. I'm probably not going to ever take it down because people are going to continue to post on it, and you're more than free to do that. Uh, in the search bar, type Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings show. Janine Deitz says, come on, Ziggy, enough is enough. <laughs> and then both of us were like, our Sebastian Balls is like, his shoulder's gone yet. If I, if I were owner, he'd be gone right after the game. And then Janine says he is now. So that's pretty much how things went today. Cedric Paulding returns. He says, hey, Joey, will <laughs> will we see T-Jack now that the Vikes are 3-7, and seven, or will we still see Brett? Thanks, Joey. Sebastian Ball says, Brett, if he still walks, he plays, In my is my opinion. And, uh, yeah, that's the way it's going to be. Like it or not, that is the way it's going to be. Regardless of who's the coach, regardless of who, um, <laughs> regardless of, of Favre's situation, unless he quits, he's going to probably be the starter, and he's going to be the starter. So we'll see how things change from that. Dylan Richardson, again, also writing the breaking news thing. Appreciate that. And there we go, Sebastian Balls. Thank God Chili is gone. So now is Fraser head coach. Interim head coach. Interim head coach, long term. We don't know yet. He has an opportunity to work towards that per the press conference. We'll see how that goes. Janine Dite says, Okay, Joey, the Vikes have started to clean house, and Fraser is a good start. Even Favre at 50% is better than most quarterbacks at 100%. This is fact, and the decision as to who starts needs to be who can provide the most opportunities and guide the team down the field, into the end zone, (laughs) not who the fans want. What's best for the team is not always the popular decision. It would help tremendously if the quarterback had enough protection from his offensive line to actually take three steps back and throw the ball. Very good thoughts there, Janine. I appreciate it very much. And uh, I can't really disagree with anything there. How could I disagree with it? You know, Favre is... Well, he's better than DeVaris Jackson. Uh, Webb is really raw, but has talent. I think he has a potential for a better future. Also, you know, Webb hasn't worn us out yet. DeVaris Jackson has worn us out in this town. I think a lot of us know what we're going to get out of him. Uh, People today, I've even heard mention he's not even a good backup. And I can't really disagree with that thought either. So uh, we'll just see how that goes. All right, um, <laughs> that's pretty much it in terms of the groups and all that. So now we're going to kind of uh, get to some final opinions here, of course, and talk more about Leslie Frazier as well. Uh, yeah, a little bit of bouncing around, but it's all on topic for the most part. 
Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Doing a little bit of a Ziggy Wolf moment there. Uh, the deal here is, well, Brad Childress often just kind of... He didn't really have a personality. And, you know, personality doesn't necessarily mean you're a good coach. It sure doesn't. A lot of people... Uh, you know, Tim Brewster is a joke, not, not, not you know, for the, the former Gopher coach, him fired as well. I mean, we've seen two football coaches fired in Minneapolis, Minnesota this year. Very interesting indeed when you get to that. Very, very interesting indeed. Um, <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy. And, yeah, he was more of like a rah-rah type of guy. Yet, yeah, behind the scenes, his personality was pretty jackass-like. Yeah, I can't even imagine what that guy was like. Oh, my. Uh, Childress, who knows either. Uh, he pretty much had negative... He just, he just oozed negativity, and I think that got to the players, especially this year, when things aren't going well after a very good year last year. It, when a coach like that oozes negativity, it really reflects on the players. It rubs off on people, and it gets really bad. Uh, it's a joke. Um, overly positive is a joke as well. <laughs> One thing you got to say there. Leslie Frazier, though. Leslie Frazier, I'm... Um, I gotta say, I'm impressed uh, with his press conference today. I mean, as a press conference is a press conference, but for one thing, I mean, hey, like I said earlier at the very beginning of the show, it's kind of like when Mike Tice took over for Denny Green. It's a breath of fresh air. Leslie Frazier is a breath of fresh air, regardless if you think he's going to be a great NFL coach or a mediocre NFL head coach. For one, I don't see Leslie Frazier turning out to be a bad head coach. No, I I think he is a head coach. In the National Football League, I think he's been overdue for the position. Um, is he my top choice for the position? No. No, he's not. John Gruden is. And uh, that would strongly be followed by uh, Bill Cowher. Uh, Mike Tomlin's obviously not available. <laughs> that would be nice if he were to somehow wind up here. He Just imagine him as the interim head coach. It's like, yeah, hire him now. Freaking hire Mike Tomlin and just move on. That would be spectacular. He's like a defensive version of John Gruden. I mean, oh my. You know, it's still very, you know, in Gruden's case, not quite as young as he was, but young when he started, yeah. Uh, and just spry and, and just fa- fantastic. A fantastic coach. Absolutely fantastic. Um, this is uh, It's going to be nice to see Leslie Frazier, though. He is a breath of fresh air. He's kind of like a Tony Dungy Jr. in a way. He, he, he kind of is. We'll see if he could potentially be a Tony Dungy. Uh, the guy, the way he talks, he, he's he's classy. He's he's uh, intelligent. He's 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 tough. Yeah, he is tough. He's not this just this nice guy. You know, we're gonna be a good team. You know, he he's tough. He's aggressive. He he's, he has energy. He has more energy actually than I thought. Um, I'm 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 impressed. I am. I think he has a chance to be a pretty good coach. Again, though, like I said, is he my top choice? Probably not. Uh, though, do I think there's a good chance that he will be extended and uh, kept as a, uh, officially hired as the full-time head coach? Yeah, I think there's a legitimate chance that will be the case. I think this team does resurge this week under Leslie Frazier. I don't think there's any doubt about it. The players seem thrilled about the move. Believe <laughs> They do. Uh, they feel bad for the Brad Childress because, again, he's a human being. He's somebody that worked with them for four and a half years. I mean, you know, you don't just say, ha, 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 he's gone, screw that guy. You know, you, you have a little more, you have to have a little bit more of a heart. As a, And it's like, you know, you're an adult. This isn't, 
you know, the third grade class and the mean teacher's gone, you know, now we're bringing in the cool guy. It's not all, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. We're, you know, the, the players are adults, and uh, you just think differently when you're older, especially when you're in your 30s. I mean, trust me, tell me about it, folks. When you're in your 30s, your, your mentality's a little different. It just is. Um, hoping for the best here. Leslie Frazier, though, yeah. he's Is he qualified to be an NFL head coach? Absolutely. Yes, he is. Was Brad Childress qualified to be an NFL head coach? You know, we're not really sure about that. He never did coach in the. He never was a head coach in the past. He was an offensive coordinator for four years. Uh, Leslie Frazier's been an offensive coordinator for about three, uh, or defensive coordinator, excuse me, for about three. But the guy has so much pedigree. <laughs> the Super Bowl championship with the Bears as a player. I mean, the Bears. You know, we're talking a team that really was really good at, his, and particularly in the in the area that he played in, the defensive side of the ball. And the area that he coaches in, yeah, he had that. He was also Super Bowl champion with the Indianapolis Colts. His mentor, Tony Dungy, um, both of them are very strong Christians, very intelligent, very classy, and very good at what they do. So that's kind of where I stand with Leslie Frazier at this point in time. I did make a statement earlier on a previous show, and a few times, I believe on Facebook group or Facebook page, a little of both, Twitter, whatever, Leslie Frazier, you know, a lot of people I thought were like, oh my God, he's the savior. And it, my response is, hey, you know, he's not necessarily the savior when he, he, you know, his defense does not produce turnovers. That was my biggest complaint. And it still is, it's my, probably my biggest concern going in with Leslie Frazier as the interim or as the permanent head coach. Uh, I want to see more aggressiveness out of Leslie Frazier in terms of trying to force some turnovers. Especially with a team right now that's having trouble even covering guys. I mean, that's what Leslie Frazier's all about, is coverage. Coverage, coverage, coverage. And this secondary plays coverage about as well as Brett Favre would if they put him in there. I mean, with his best sore ankle. I mean, it was pretty damn embarrassing. (laughs) That was horrible. Uh, The Cardinals... I mean, Asher Allen has been smoked I don't know how many times this year. Lito Shepard got smoked against the Cowboys, the freaking Cowboys. He got smoked by Hussein Abdullah. has taken about 10 steps back the past couple of weeks from actually a good start. Medea Williams never was good. All he does is hit people, and that's about it. But he had, he was more steady earlier in the year. He sucks hardcore yet again. Uh, Antoine Winfield, you never hear his name, so it's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much about it. And you know why they're not throwing his way, because he's a real cornerback, and the other guys really aren't. Cedric Griffin's injury has been an absolute detriment, a huge devastation to this team. It's obviously not his fault, but it's just uh, the injury has killed this team, period. It's killed him. Cedric Griffin is a fantastic cornerback, and now coming back with two serious knee injuries, it's going to be hard to see how things go. Chris Cook has had two uh, frustrating knee injuries this year to the two different knees. I can't imagine that's really helped him at all as a rookie. Started out very strong. Very incredibly strong in the preseason and all that good stuff. Then had the first knee injury, uh, came back, looked okay, had the second knee injury to the other knee. It's ridiculous. And he hasn't really been that good since. And, um, of course, yesterday he had the blow-up with uh, Ray Edwards, and he was in the courts of getting burned during the during the course of the game. Frustrating. Mentally probably not right right now. Confidence level certainly not what it was coming in. 
you know, th- that's what this guy's all about. Leslie Frazier, he, he played in the secondary for the 85 Bears, the Monsters in the Midway. He's he's one of the best, he was one of the best players on that team. Um, hard to say, though, how things are going to go in terms of the secondary. I would like to see, I would just like to see more turnovers out of this guy and, uh, you know, from, from his coaching, his defensive schemes. As if, He's still the defensive coordinator, folks. Nobody's taking over that position that I know of. Uh, I just, that's the one thing I think lacks with Leslie Frazier, and that was my big concern going in. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe every maybe things will change dramatically. Maybe the defense will be so damn good that turnovers will just happen just because the coverage is so damn good. Um, we'll see how Frazier is. And, uh, hey, I'm fairly confident with him as the coach. I just But I had to mention that one concern because, hey, I'm behind this microphone for a reason, to give my opinions, and you guys are out there to give yours back to me as well and uh, to discuss. That's why I'd like you to call into the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you are calling into Purple Mafia show and um, do your comments, shout-out, question, whatever it is. We have a message boards on the sportstuff.com. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Simply click that, then click Register. Sign up for those message boards. Talk about the National Football League with many knowledgeable people. Would be very appreciated, including Dylan Richardson, who's a big Bears fan. He would know a little thing or two about Leslie Frazier, wouldn't he? Yeah, maybe have a conversation with him. He is, of course, the executive producer and the founder of thesportstuff.com and a good friend of mine as well. Even if he is a Bears fan. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, you know, I've made my opinions about the Bears. I don't hate them nearly as much as I hate the Packers. I just don't. I think they're just. I think they're a big rival, and I want to beat the crap out of them when you play them. But outside of that, I don't really have the biggest problem in the history of the planet with them. Um, yeah, we'll leave that there. <laughs> yeah, discuss football with the guy. Hey, the uh, message boards are split up in divisions, which I think is a cool, creative idea. You can talk Vikings, Bears, Packers, and Lions all together with Vikings, Packers, Bears, and Lions uh, fans on there. Why not? Join it. It is a very, very cool forum. Very cool indeed. We'd love to have you on board. We sure would. Don't forget about the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, and if you'd like to join the group as well, simply search Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings Show in Facebook as well. <laughs> a lot to get to. I think I, I almost talked more about Leslie Frazier on this show than Brad Childress. What do you guys think of that? <laughs> Can you guess why? Because I, well, it's because I talked about Brad Childress the whole freaking year, and uh, hey, we talked about we talked about both probably more. We talked about both plenty. Um, I just hope you enjoyed it, and uh, call in and give your opinions for episode number eighty. Yeah, episode number eighty will be the next show, and we will talk about the Washington Redskins game and preview the game after that. We will get to that when the time comes. Until then, all you take care and. Uh, Good luck with the new coach, Skull Vikings. Mm-hmm.